This episode is powered by Safety FM. Welcome to the Safety Consultant Podcast. I'm your host, Sheldon Primus. This is the podcast where I show you the business of being a safety consultant and a bunch of other things that it turns out to be. This week, we're going to talk to Sam Goodman. Sam Goodman is the hop nerd. Yep, you know him as the hop nerd, and he's the betterment evangelist. This week, Sam and I, we actually just get right into it. When I was doing this 100th episode event, I thought for sure I'm going to need Sam to be on this thing. We have really become friendly over the last few months, and it has been great learning more and more about him and his life, seeing how dedicated to writing he is, and then the mind that he has towards helping other people. So we talk about a few things that he's going to do in his local Phoenix area uh, regarding free training for OSHA training outreach. We also talked about his Pale Rider uh, organization that he has, which is a, a studio of sorts, and it also is a publishing house. So he does a bunch of different types of things in that uh, realm as well. So we've just truly went all across the gambit on this one. We talked a little bit about what it takes to get some balance in your life. And truly balance is one of those topics that I talk about a lot because it means a lot to me. I'm not always balanced. I got to be honest. And I try to be as best as I can. However, I do have moments of being unbalanced. I have moments that I really need to step back, rewind and see how I'm doing. Yeah, so that's that's the episode. We talk a little bit about everything. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please do go ahead and subscribe to the podcast so you can get every notification this week as we do daily episodes leading to 100. And I also noticed that if you look at my actual podcast from whatever service you're listening to me, it probably has right around 107 or 108 posted episodes. That's actually because when I transferred from one service to the next, it actually picked up a bunch of repeat episodes. So you may see like episode 30 twice or something like that. So it did it enough times that it makes it look like I have over 100 episodes, but that is not true. I have not recorded 100 unique episodes yet. It's on the way. January 4th. That will be a 100th episode with my very special guest, Jay Allen. Jay Allen will be on that episode with me, and that will be the official 100. So go ahead and subscribe to this podcast. And what will be even wonderful for me is if you give me a rating on whatever service you're listening to me on. That means a lot to me. What it'll do is it'll boost me up into the algorithms for that service. And then it will also help me get ranked so that more people will find the show and then I can help more people. So it's a a great service in that. So if you do have the time and you want to say thank you for putting out content for me to help you with your safety consulting and OSHA compliance and all the other things we talk about, even meditation, go ahead and do that for me. That'll be really, really wonderful. So let's get into the episode. You're going to hear me and Sam going ahead and starting right away. At the end of this episode, you're going to hear just uh, uh, my song to close everything out and the final bumper from Safety FM. And then we'll be done with this episode. Tomorrow, you'll have a new episode. So stay tuned. Each day, you're going to have me on the road to 100. Go get them. But it's it's that. I mean, that's that's the hardest part with the video. I was like, well, at the time, I'm just like, okay, I got to shave some stuff off because I've got to have some time to actually do some like me stuff. Like I've got to be able to like, like I want to at least have like ten minutes to be able to like go take a walk around the neighborhood if I if I feel like and go to bed before midnight. That'd be be nice. <laughs> so, oh, sure. And then you got a daughter. Yeah. <laughs> well, the the past couple the past couple of months I've been trying to really hone in on trying to figure out. I don't know if I'm a super huge believer in balance. <laughs> Because, uh, you know, I think I think to get great at anything, you have to live a pretty unbalanced life to be great at stuff. Yep. But I'm trying to find a better balance, I guess, between those things. Because the, the crazy thing about this stuff is I actually enjoy it. I, I love this. I, I love my day job, too. I, you know, 
So it's, it's never feels like that much of a burden. Yeah. It's just going, okay, I just need like, if I just had, if, if God could just give me three more hours in a day. That's right. <laughs> it, I mean, it would be fine. Everything would be perfect. It's, it's sleeping. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just give me those extra three hours. Everything would be perfect. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Well, I am. Um... I am definitely uh, with balance. The whole thought to me is uh, balance is maybe thought of for me, not in a 24 hour day, but in a micro version, but I kind of look at it in the macro version as what does this week look like? Did I have sometimes this week that, uh, you know, truly Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, maybe I was going hard at some project, but Maybe Thursday I'll wake up late and you know do something fun or something. What well, that's that's me. You know something that's really something that's really helped me a ton. I I, I take no credit for. It. I, I heard it somewhere. I'm I'm like most of us. You know I'm um I like to go and I try to consume stuff as much as I can. It's harder when you when you create a bunch of stuff. But Ooh. I'm try, I'm really pretty purposeful about making sure that I that's that I stay reading whether physical books or or audio books. A lot of times I have audio books because you know windshield time and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I'm always trying to listen to videos. I just, I just enjoy that stuff. You know, I listen to other podcasts and, you know, check stuff out on YouTube. So I heard, I heard it somewhere, but I heard somebody talking about their productivity. Um, and I started trying to apply some of this around this notion of, of to your to to your best ability, try to have certain days that you do certain things uh-huh. rather than taking the time. Because a lot of times I'm that kind of person that will start on something, then pause and start on something, and then pause and then go back and then, you know, just do, try to knock out a bunch of stuff in a day. And I can, I can be pretty successful that way. Yeah. But it leaves me completely mentally drained at the end of the day. Um, and the whole premise was, was that, you know, if you're going to write today, make that your writing day. And because once you've already started, you're already invested and just finish the day out if you can, yeah. you know, in that, in that process, rather than taking that extra energy to stop, switch, you know, pivot and move into something else and then repivot back into just take that day. If, if you're going to do a podcast day, you know, talking to some other podcasts, some of them just have, you know, Wednesdays is my podcast day. That's the only days I record, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, I get, I can't really do that with the podcast as much. But I, t- I take interviews where I can get them. I'm trying to. Be, I'm super nice. You know, I'm just like, oh, whatever's good for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you as uh, backed up on interviews like you were earlier when we were trying to uh, like work stuff out? No, no. I've so I I went I went the uh, I pretty much went the total opposite direction. Like I went to where like I keep it razor thin now. Huh. Razor thin. Yeah. So I like so just like as an example, I recorded with Andrea Baker yesterday. Okay. Her episode is Monday. Yeah, yeah. That's what I do. <laughs> so it's, yeah. So, but, you know, I'm probably, I think I'm going to try to do that more seasonally. Does that make sense? To where I'm, there's certain areas in the year where I'm going to try to build up a little bit of a backlog because I know I need it. Yeah. So like like right now, I'm, I'm, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, okay, I think I'm going to build up because I, I kind of have a, th- this is rare, but I already kind of have a thought in my head kind of how the rest of the year plays out with the podcast, at least pretty specific episodes mm-hmm. to where I could probably do that now yeah. and buy myself that extra time during the uh, during the holiday season and build a backlog for that. And then, you know, after the first of the year when I'm back to just kind of running and gunning, then it's easy to just kind of turn them out. Yeah, yeah. Keep them really fresh. But at, at other times, I think I'm going to try to build that backlog back up, maybe not a month or two, but, yeah. it, you know, two or three weeks, you know, at a time, let it dwindle down and then go back to my insanity razor razor thin lines there tell me where you guys uh, like for instance last time i had you we were talking a lot about uh about safety and health related stuff and uh and i think that's great but this time i really want to find out you know from then till now pale horse creek just arrived and then you wrote a second book you know your uh what is obscured Mm-hmm. Uh, so you wrote that one as well. So uh, and you're a writing machine. I'm just telling you. I know you got <laughs> write or die as your your program. Uh, yeah. And I'm scared to get that because I want <laughs> it for the accountability. But I feel like if I do it, I'm going to end up just getting mad and pissed off because it's going to delete yeah. the thing. <laughs> that's that's the hardest part for me is uh, or was it still is I'm, I'm a procrastinator at heart well, you know, I just am right? um, I just say I'm thoughtful right? I like to say I'm a thinker I guess <laughs> that's better than procrastinator I guess but for me it it was this whole idea that um, I would get stuck and I'm like okay I'll sit there and I'll sit there and I'll try to think about you know 
almost almost into this perfectionist mindset. Mm-hmm. Okay. But then I kind of switched and write or die helped with that a little bit to force me to write. But what I what I kind of discovered in that process, and I really don't use it that much anymore. I mean, I'm more just a just throw it into word, yeah. you know, kind of guy. But what I what I what I found out number one is that my notebook was killing me. So um, Stephen King said the writer's notebook is a writer's graveyard. <laughs> it's it's for ideas that you'll never use. If the story's good enough, you'll write it down. Yeah, not yeah. in your notebook. <laughs> right? So, and I kind of started to live by those words. I'm like, okay, if the idea is that good, why don't I plop my butt down in a chair behind a computer and start writing it instead of trying to take notes about what I think I should write about later? So that that helped me a little bit. Huh. But the the whole notion of just writing and just starting to write and not stopping, because the ideas on paper are way better than the ideas in your head, right? Because at least now that's on paper, it's tangible. I can do something with it. And yeah. if it sounds like crap, I can always delete it. But what I found is that when you actually force yourself to through a program or just through sheer willpower to force stuff out on the paper, uh-huh. usually you put out some good stuff. Is it going to be full of typos? And need to, you know, yeah, you're going to need to edit it. <laughs> but, but you usually get the ideas out. You can Once you rough out the ideas, you can polish it later. It's yeah. just getting those words out. And what I found with myself is that, you know, if I actually force myself to sit down and remove distractions, turn off the television, turn off the music, you know, turn flip off the, the little... Yeah, flip off the little Wi-Fi. I'm a, I'm a silence guy when I'm riding. I gotta, I gotta listen to the voices in my head, I guess. But you got to, uh, you know, flip off the Wi-Fi switch on the computer. Wow. uh, Avoid Facebook, avoid Instagram. Yeah. And, uh, but when I do that, when I actually pour myself into just writing, I can put out a thousand, fifteen hundred words an hour. Wow. Pretty easy. Pretty. And I'm not saying polished, done, ready to publish, but I I can, I can draft out a thousand words in an hour pretty easy. And uh, I'm a technical writer, so the stuff I'm writing is truly coming from OSHA compliance or I'm writing a course for one of my clients or something like that. So when I price, and this is my new pricing because before they used to uh, get me to uh, like, I just finished one that was 40,000 words was, Mm -hmm. uh, was the pricing for that one. And I kept thinking, well, they're getting away with something there because I'm thinking if I am writing roughly... I would say right now in technical writing, I still have the, I, I edit as I write, which is probably the worst thing like you're telling me I should do. So I'm saying right around 800 to a thousand uh, words per hour when I'm in that mode. And, and now I'm thinking my hourly is so much. I'm char- they're getting so much out of it. Still, what a discount. You should charge it for 40 hours. That's exactly right. <laughs> so I, I, I truly should have been charging this for 40 hours because um, um, I broke it down. And from now on, I'm charging uh, in that rate of saying I'm, I'm thinking of myself. I'm right about a thousand words an hour, uh, an hour and therefore... I'm going to do an hourly rate equivalent, if you will, and that's going to be my pricing. Yeah, and so, and I, I will, I will back up a little bit and say that I do edit while I'm moving. So when I do rough something out, uh-huh. I, I am that I do like to scan because for me, a lot of times when I hit that kind of that air quotes writer's block piece. Uh-huh. If I go back and kind of start at the beginning of that chapter and reread what I've written, I kind of get to where it stops and I know where to go next now. Oh, yeah. It just kind of starts flowing again, right? So, but when I'm doing that, I'll kind of edit and shift stuff around and, you know, different, different yeah. stuff like that. But yeah, so I, I, I won't like hard edit while I'm going through, but I will kind of, yeah, I still re edit and kind of go back through a couple times later. But hmm. uh, when we talked last, Safety Socks was, was out and uh, Obscure was coming up. So, first, tell us. How uh, safety sucks did as far I know you're still promoting and everything else. Sure. Yeah. How initially did it do? And then uh, Obscure, tell us a little bit about the book itself. And sure. then uh, how's that one producing for you? So both have done, have, have just performed phenomenally well outside of my wildest dreams. I mean, I'll, I'll just say that. Um, Statistically, I think it's important for folks uh, if you're going to go down the path of writing books. And and I looked up, I looked this up before I started, and I just think it's a good thing for people to understand. And I needed to understand it too. Mm-hmm. Is that most independently published books sell like three copies? And th- three is like the actual number. Like they actually sell three like three copies. copies. Yeah, like they do. It goes to like mom, dad, aunt, <laughs> right? Like 
So and they, they really don't sell many. They, 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 they really don't sell a ton overall, right? So a lot of it has to do with, as, as we kind of, you know, as we kind of know, I mean, knowing your audience, writing to your audience, a lot of folks don't necessarily follow that, <laughs> that advice. And that's just overall indie published books. Let's just say overall indie published books. Um, so it, I did not go into it expecting um, Safety Sucks to perform the way that it did. Yeah. It does. It's, it still does. I mean, uh, it, it's still... It's physical it's, and uh, electronic. Yeah. So, you know, well, and when I first started down this path, before I really got a grasp on understanding self-publishing, um, I did what most people probably do or think of when they publish a book. I got the book written, took care of all that stuff. I ordered in you know, four or 500 copies, you know, to, to warehouse here, you know, at the office. Um, and we become like a mini warehouse because, yeah. but what's really surprised me was how fast those moved. So it was like every day I'm like, oh, we, we got to go by. We need to, we need to mail out a stack of books. Oh, we, I've got to swing back by the studio because I'm going to mail out a stack of books. Huh. So, so there was um, not understanding the fact that, um, you know, direct printing was probably a much better option, <laughs> you know, at the time to less labor intensive option. Yeah, but um, but that, that started because not, not really understanding that the book was going to really touch a nerve, yeah. right? And, and uh, mostly in a positive way, there's, there's a few folks that aren't too fond of, uh, you know, which that's okay. I like those people too. That's okay. Um, but you know, to, it really touched a either way, it touched a nerve in the community, right? And and for that reason alone, you know, it moved a lot. And it, again, it, it continues to. Ever, you know, when when I log in and take a look at at the uh, at the performance of the book to this day, every time I look, I, I'm like waiting for it to stop. You know, and I'm sure it will at some point. But I'm like, yeah, okay, it's still performing. It's okay, Good yeah. Thing. So what about obscure? So obscure, obscure did extremely well too. Um, uh, you know, completely different market, right? Completely different audience that I'm, I'm maybe not even as tapped into as obviously into my my more professional audience, mm -hmm. um, but did extremely well. It was so just to, just to put um, just to put that out there. Um, so Safety Sucks was number one hot new release for a while yeah. um, on Amazon and within its categories. Um, just the other day, I, I don't know what it is at this moment because it fluctuates. Yeah. Uh, but just the other day, it was back at number eight again. Wow. So it it goes it goes up and down. In in those charts and charts in those charts. There we go. I'll, I'll talk of right eventually. My redneck coming up. Right. Um, in those in those charts, it, it usually does pretty well. Obscure peaked at a, at number two, hot new release for its categories, um, and it still does floats floats around. It's still in like the top couple hundred. It's not nearly as as uh, high as Safety Sucks maintains. But it yeah. I mean again, it's That's for good. their performance. I have. Uh, have no complaints whatsoever about how well they've done, and um, mostly I'm, I'm just happy that they moved to get that message out there. This message is, uh, you know, super important to me. That's why the why the books are written to begin with. They were never written with sales in mind. Mm -hmm. they, they were really written um, as passion projects to get those messages out there. What's your category for uh, for obscure? Is it like um, LGBTQ? Yeah. So there's so in Am like like on Amazon you'll have a few different categories, um, but so so like with that one it's like LGBT plus studies. Okay. Um, and there's it's it's also falls into LGBT uh, memoirs as well. Huh. Uh, so it's it's kind of subcategories under kind of greater. Uh, I think it's I'm not even sure what is what its main category is as far as. Um, oh. Hmm. Fall under like gender studies or something wonky like that. I don't know, <laughs> but it's, it, it's yeah, in there. That word. <laughs> yeah. Pale horse. Tell me about pale horse. How's that pale horse riding for you? And it's good. About it. It's it's good. So, um, pale horse stemmed out of writing the first two books, or writing the first one, and then upon the second one, I'm like, if if I'm going to publish, I'm just going to start a publishing company, right? Because. Uh, this just seems like the right thing to do, <laughs> and it seems it seems to have been the right thing to do. Um, so, with Pale Horse, we've got a couple projects in the works right now that we're working on that I actually can't dive too much too deep into. Um, but I will tell you that um, that uh, there are some other books that are coming out very very soon, and there'll be some announcements around the first of the year from as to fathers. Uh, both. Okay. So uh, currently, so I, I will say there's both as of now, unless something drastically changes, I'll always throw that out there. It's the world that we live in. Who knows? <laughs> but 
um, yeah, so be- between myself and others, uh, and there's some uh, co-authoring stuff happening too that's going to be super, super cool. So you'll see some books coming out from dual authors, which is going to be Whoa. super neat stuff. And, and I, I'm, 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 I know it's everything I'm saying is shrouded in mystery and very, uh, very vague. And I just have to be because that's there's kind of mystery, right? It's I have to be because it's it's it's. I will say I'll say this: there are books written. There are books written uh-huh. that we're working on bringing to market right now. Uh, but I, I just can't say anything until after January. It's, uh-huh. just, it's, just, it's just how it is. <laughs> What's the inner workings of starting a, uh, a media company? Are you just for for written? Or are you video? Or uh, what 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 is your, your media company? Uh, or I should say, uh, why choose to start one? So what's the inner workings to that? So for me, the why I choose to start one, I think is probably will probably answer a lot of it. Is I just wanted to help birth cool things into the world, whether it's whether it's safety related or not, right? So even like uh, like like the studio here is so overkill because we're way into music too, uh-huh. right? So this whole idea of even moving beyond kind of and I know that's that's scary maybe for some of our, our safety friends out there. You know, they're like, well, you do stuff more than safe, yeah. Like I love all kinds of stuff. <laughs> you know, so the, you know the, the the ability to like here in Phoenix, Phoenix has a great local music scene. You know, to be able to work with local artists. You know, to be able to work with um, just like with the book, we're, we're working with local indie bookstores here. You know, um, doing stuff like that to to help um, do events or to help find other 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 authors that we can help publish to. Um, help with recording um, audio to help with other podcasters. I've, I've got a great friend that I'll give a huge shout out to right now. Um, Ian Allison has been on my podcast several times because he's a safety professional. I, I get to pick on him, call him, call him an ex safety professional because he's technically, he's, I guess he's still a safety, he's still a CSP. He's, he knows his stuff, but he's not working in safety at the moment. He's, he's, he's uh, working in some other stuff, but ex, just awesome guy, awesome guy all around. Um, and just phenomenal safety person, um, but just started an amazing podcast called Native Film Talk, where they dive into indigenous rep- representation in in films. And so, like like with him being able to help people like Ian, like I helped him create like his intro outro music and do stuff, you know, just stuff like that, just to be able to help kind of folks get into this into this world. So anything that's cool. So that's kind of me rambling. Just to say this is that anything that's really cool that I just look at it and go, okay, that's cool. I want to be a part of that. Yeah. That was really the why behind behind Pale Horse is that if it's a cool book, because safety sucks, like sell this to a traditional publisher. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. You know what I mean? They're going to call, but it doesn't have a clip art image from from Canva that has two people in, you know, people in hard hats with vests on. It can't be a safety book. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know? it's, it's, it's not in Comic Sans on the front of the book. I mean, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? you so, have to know all that stuff now and you got to know uh, publishing numbers and you got to know distribution numbers and you're going to end up having to know, you know, margins and all that stuff too. Is that, right. uh, how do you learn in that stuff? So for me, just going through a lot of the process of writing books and self-publishing helps a lot. So I, I will say with Pillars, like like we're not, what makes us a lot more nimble is that we're not a traditional publisher. We're small-scale indie publisher overall, right? So we function in the direct printing space, right? So we don't have the overhead. We don't have the risk that a traditional publisher has, right? We basically help take great ideas yeah. work them through the process of bringing them to market through a direct print model. It already exists in the world, yeah. right? It's, it's already there, right? So we help folks get their product from kind of idea or finished manuscript or somewhere in between and make it not suck for them. Not the idea, but the process, uh-huh. right? Because if you talk to a lot of folks that go through more traditional, and there's there's a place for traditional publishers. I'm not, I'm not bashing them, but they really, I don't want to say they screw over their authors, but authors don't really receive the cut that, in my opinion, that they should. Right. Their hard work, sweat, and tears. You know, they're receiving pennies for every book that they sell in a lot of times. Um, so to be able to help folks understand and and, and help them through that, that world of uh, direct print where there isn't the risk, where there isn't the need to order 10,000 books and warehouse them, where we can get their book to market in a very fast amount of time. It's not months and months and months of a publisher you know, printing and proofing and getting things ready. And then maybe the book sells. And then maybe, just maybe, if you can, uh, if you can exceed whatever check they, they, they wrote you for your, your original book, which is usually pretty low, um, then maybe your royalty might go up to 50 cents a book, right? So 
It's that. It's this whole different idea about really just helping folks go down. It's an existing path, right? It's an existing path, but helping them come together under a single imprint, which is Pellhorse, to go down that path of direct print. And then obviously with their, you know, our marketing and helping to do those bits and pieces of it. And um, like I, I pick on book covers all the time because I'm a firm believer that if the cover sucks, people won't buy it. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, <laughs> right? I really believe that. And unfortunately, in our world, like there's a lot of great safety books that have horrible covers, right? And you're well, like, I think I was looking at it recently, and I have two working versions of my cover. I'm like, I could do better next time. <laughs> I got so you got you got to put like some flames and some like you know, <laughs> <laughs> well, and shooting that something from my hand. <laughs> well, and yeah. well, and so like with like with um. With ours is that is this not just this idea that safety books don't like safety books in general, they don't have to be boring, right? Because most of the content is great. There's folks that are like that's one amazing thing about people being locked in their houses is there's some folks that have written some amazing books in the last year. Yeah, absolutely amazing books in the last year. Uh, but with that, you know the. The, 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 what's in between the covers is, is pretty good. It's pretty great stuff. Mm-hmm. But again, if we're never going to get those great world-changing ideas out there, if people look at the book and they go, well, that looks like a textbook. I'm not reading, reading that. You know, or they look at the price point through a traditional publisher on Amazon and the book's listed for like 70 bucks, you know, or 50 bucks for like a 100-page book. You know, so that was the difference with us. Like when Safety Specs first came out, we're like, oh, we'll sell it for 15 bucks. Yeah, because we we can't. We're, we're nimble enough. We don't have the risk of the overhead to to have to jack the price up to try to to try to clear our risk, right? So it's that, right? So the the to really kind of summarize those inner workings, it's it's that. I mean, we we help folks through the process. Um, overall, we help folks through the process of bringing their book to market in through a direct print model, um, and we offer you know all a carte stuff to authors as well. You know, if they want help with the cover design, we'll help them do that. If they want stuff, even down to just proofreading and thoughts and ideas on the book, I mean, we're glad to help with that too. We we help pretty much anywhere in between, all the way down to audiobook production, obviously, and anything else that we that that they need. Yeah. Um, besides just besides just you know a, a quote signed author to to Pale Horse. Yeah, awesome. Now uh, for uh, the podcast side. I know that for me, I got you here as a guest, one of my special guests working towards my hundred. And I know you passed your hundred. So any any tips that you need to give me that, uh, or, or even lessons learned as you're going along the way in, in this podcasting life, I'm, I'm open book. What you got for yeah. me? I don't, I, I don't know if I could pass on any real real tips. I mean, I'm, I still consider as, I still consider myself a rookie, I guess, as a podcaster. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I was just sharing with you, I'm just coming up, you know, I've just, I passed a hundred episodes. We're at like 116, seven, so we're 100 something now, you know, and we're, we're just passing up the, uh, passing up the year of podcasting, right? The first year of podcasting. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, I think for me, probably, um, the biggest lesson that I kind of learned was just to start and not stop. I think that was probably the biggest lesson because at the beginning, and this is probably more for folks that are just getting started, yeah. you know, at the beginning of the whole thing, I was like, I don't know. Nobody's going to want to listen to this. <laughs> oh. You know, and then I just jumped in. I just I just dove head first and then, you know, quickly became addicted to it and enjoying it, you know, and um, just ran with it. You know, I, as far as, you know, the lessons that I've picked up have been really more transformative just towards me as a person, me as a professional, more than it's really been around just a podcaster. Um, just because the community that's grown um, around the podcast and around the greater safety community and just the ability to sit down and have conversations like this and just make friends, right? I mean, make, make friends that, that you know, that uh, with without the world of podcasting, like that's the stuff that, and I'm kind of moving more into like the thankful territory, I guess, than I am from the lessons learned. Yeah. But, but just moving into this kind of thing of saying that, you know, um, the folks that I've had, that I had the opportunity to have conversations with and record podcasts with and become friends with, just such as yourself, mm-hmm. you know, that are there to pull lessons from in the long run that I can learn from in the long run. That's yeah. so valuable. That's so valuable. 
you know, so when, when folks kind of start talking about, you know, starting podcasts or, or, or should they, or shouldn't they, I always, I always suggest that people do, if they have any, any itch to do it at all, they should, if not for anything else from the friendships that they'll, that they'll grow from it. And, you know, the, and even if they don't like friends from the contacts that they'll grow from it. <laughs> yeah, it does help. And I, I was lucky enough, and I, I know you were part of the Safety FM family, but mm-hmm. lucky enough to, to really be part of that too, because it, it gives you a, another added benefit to doing your podcast. You know, you're doing it, you've got yourself already a network, a family of people in the same, uh, well, same digital space as you are. Yeah. Uh, and then having a show being played. 24 uh, 7 not your particular show but just you know shows for safety fm uh and you know having a, your own slot every day is like oh, mm-hmm. awesome so that's a whole day out thing thank you absolutely and i think i think it's that right i think it's um the word that i keep landing back on is community uh-huh. and and you brought up jay i mean such a such a amazing thing that that jay did by pulling together such a diverse and amazing group of people yeah you know just just the ability to 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 wrangle this herd of cats together no i mean should, should should tell you how awesome jay is right yeah. <laughs> he can wrangle all of us together all this insane bunch of people that we are right um but not only that but to curate such 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 differing opinions in a lot of ways and different folks that all have amazing great valuable things to bring to the table in like so kind of under one roof mm-hmm. and what's so great about that though is that the community that's grown around that and the again the, the community that not only grows around each of our individual podcasts but it brings all that together into, into a much larger thing right i mean it's, it's just it's this mind-blowing to me um the amount of folks that again that, that tune in and listen to our podcast that 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 send me emails it's like hey how you doing i love the show I, I, I mean i can't believe you guys give this stuff away you know this is so awesome and then then they're they're like their mind is blown then yeah for sure you get like let's just reply back to them you know and chat with them like oh you need help so yeah just that kind of network of of friends and community and kind of all this stuff to where um I think we've been lacking that in yeah. our space for a while. Yeah. Um, other than maybe, you know, maybe we have, there's some, there's some, you know, professional groups out there that do networking and things, I guess, but it's never, I've never found that much value in what's been available to us as professionals out there. Yeah. And I think that's where we've seen kind of this community grow out of, um, around social media and around the podcast and around safety FM and around the hot nerd and around the safety console and around all this stuff mm-hmm. because pe- people want more from their, their kind of networks. And I think that's a lot of what we found, what we've kind of discovered is that, you know, we can grow these communities. We can have awesome conversations. If I have a problem, I can call you up and ask if you dealt with it. Yeah. Right? And, and that's just such an amazing thing to have that I don't even have to pay membership dues for. Right? I could just I could just have a have an awesome conversation with people, and there are people out there that, that think like me, or maybe they don't think like me, and that's the point. And we can have a real and honest and awesome conversation, and people can tell me I'm full of crap if I am, and you know they can give me some cool ideas, and I get to meet cool people. It's just it's just awesome. It's just awesome. Right. You talk about safety. You can talk about music. You can talk about mm-hmm. anything else. So it like branches yeah. out in different ways too. Yeah. yeah. So, um, for me, I I feel uh, just. Just every time I do a show, or every time now I'm into the live stream. I've been doing a lot of live streaming lately on uh, LinkedIn and Facebook and everything else. And my live stream has been specifically thinking about OSHA compliance help, helping people yeah. that really need to understand OSHA compliance. And the podcast is teaching people the business of safety consulting. So yeah. I kind of delineated those two things. But uh, I'm, the response from live stream has been really cool because you can see the the live. Uh, chats and everything in there and you, know, you get to respond right away so have you been uh, getting into that I know you, you kind of your time is, is, is yeah stretched but I know you've been doing that too yeah so I, I did that pretty hot and heavy so again during the um, I made a commitment when things kind of went officially locked down that I would do one every day and I did for quite a while I don't know I don't remember what the streak was but it was like a month or two that we did one like every single day um, just some of it was for my sanity, just to be able to, you know, get on here and hang out with folks and you know yeah, do yeah. that. Um, no real, no real kind of topic, just almost like variety show. 
Mm-hmm. You know, just chatting and current events and just whatever I felt like talking about at the time or ranting about. Um, so yeah, at, at some point in the future, because um, you know a lot of the studio here is, it was built around the concept of, of being able to do live streaming and do video and do anything you know kind of in that space. Um, so at some point, that's kind of where I'm at right now. It's the when I have that block to fill, I will, I'm going to jump. I plan on jumping back into doing the live streaming stuff. Yeah. But for me right now, as we were kind of talking kind of before, you know, the calendar's really kind of squeezed with everything that's going on. And at some point, yeah, at some point, you know, definitely to get into some frequency. What I've really been enjoying lately, though, is just doing these kind of free events, you know, and they're live, live streaming events, you know, doing stuff through Zoom and, mm-hmm. you know, doing just different things. And they're not always even safety related, just doing, you know, like, like virtual happy hours and just doing like virtual chats on this. Or maybe we do have a topic, you know, we've done a couple ones with topics and, you know, doing free webinars, you know, kind of this live stream set up to where it's, it's, it might technically be a webinar. Yeah, yeah. It's it's informal and people jump in the chat boxes and stuff. Like that. And, and there's a lot of folks that are doing that, which has just been amazing, right? There's, I've, I've got to got to participate in a couple of these. It's just just awesome, awesome tools mm-hmm. that didn't exist. Again, back to maybe some silver lining, some stuff that we just were not thinking about or doing, you know, before our whole lockdown COVID thing. Yeah, <laughs> and lockdown for me, I'm in Florida, so... Our, uh, our governor. You guys are like, you guys are like 120% open. I know. <laughs> That's exactly right. I mean, he, he's trying to like, uh, just, he's, he's wishing it away, you know? <laughs> but, uh, well, I'm in Arizona, so it's not, it's not, we're not far behind you. Yeah, you guys might be a hundred, you guys might be turned to 11. We're on 10. <laughs> so I know that in the future, I'm going to end up doing more. And, and currently my schedule set up where um, I have, enough 2021 online things that I'm my, on my calendar up to December of 2021. So wow. I, I know I'm going to be doing a lot more online, yeah. but I'm looking at plugging some of those uh, calendar gaps with some of my own things. Like you said, you know, mm-hmm. might be webinars, they might be, you know, live events, but I want to do a lot of uh, partnering with people. So are you yeah. down with some of that? Oh, absolutely. I love stuff like that. Ah, yes. Well, and, and especially things like that, because I mean, I think it's it was this thought, right, about, and I've continued to try to do things with the podcast and everything with this kind of general thought. We always started off with kind of that mantra of just making the world a better place to work. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and where that really comes from is this idea of service, right? That the community is not in service to me. I'm in service to the community. Yeah. Right. So it's that it's, it's how do we band together to make the world a better place? Where, and especially nowadays, you know, where where things are tough, where times are tough. You know, there's a lot of safety professionals that are out of work. There's a lot of safety professionals out there that are struggling to get professional development that they need, whether they're in work or not. You know, oh, yeah. but especially, especially the ones, you know, that that found themselves non-essential. <laughs> you know? And there's a significant portion of those folks. Um, so anything that we can do to give back to the community, especially in these times, but always, but especially right now, um, is something I'm always ready to jump right on board with. If we can do a webinar, and uh, again, I don't know, I, I just, I, when I first started in this vein of kind of um, social media, and especially with, with HOP and human performance and kind of safety differently stuff, it was almost like the information was other than buying a book and reading it on your own, at least to find a class or something. It was, there was just not enough classes. So it appeared as if it was almost behind a veil of secrecy, right? It was all, everything was behind almost a paywall if you wanted to have a real conversation about it. Yeah. Um, other than tuning into a podcast, right? You couldn't find anything that was just people sitting around chatting and you know, Q&A and, you know, ask me anything type of stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, and so the really cool thing is that that stuff's all available now. You know, and that's how we really pushed this rock farther up the hill, <laughs> you know, is, yeah. is, is by just opening up and just going, you know, let's just have that event. You know, it's free. Just go sign up. We'll hang out. We'll talk about anything you want to talk about. If you want to talk about the weather, we'll talk about the weather. If you want to talk about hop, we'll talk about hop. Yeah. You know, but it, it, it all, it all still kind of grows from that idea of, you know, being in service to other people, being in service to our community, being in service to other safety professionals and really providing that stuff, right? Just throwing it out there, you know, and, Again, like right now, I mean, um, we're trying to, we're trying to, or we're working on some stuff here and just locally, right? And locally in the greater Phoenix area, just to give away training, right? Just to do training for free for safety professionals that are out of work. 
yeah, they, know, because just just because you know just because they're uh, and again we're pretty open, so we can we can put people in a conference room if we if we so wish here in, in Arizona. You know, so to, we can organize some events, and th- those are the things that we're looking at right now. We're we're starting to offer up here locally, um, even down to just organizing some kind of again local local here to Phoenix. You know, organizing groups of you know, there's tons of safety professionals in Phoenix. How can we band together on a, on locally to kind of pool our resources? You know, whether whether it's somebody teaching ten or thirty, or somebody teaching other classes, somebody teaching hot classes. How can we come together as even just a local group of safety professionals mm-hmm. and help give back to those folks that might be hurting yeah. know, right now? So that that's a lot of where it's kind of stemming even farther from. I know I kind of took the webinar topic even kind of to the extreme, but it's it's in it's in that vein of kind of kind of service and helping. Yeah, so it's, it's it's something that's really been on my mind a lot lately. With as many as many phone calls as I get from other safety professionals, like, hey man, I'm. You know, things are rough right now. You know, anybody that's hiring, you know, can point me in any direction, you know. <laughs> I get those as well. And um, and truly, I, I feel the same way. I know I have, uh, you know, I don't think it's a dichotomy in any way, but I have paid things and I have free things. And I feel that, you know, when you're ready for the pay stuff, I have it there. But yeah. I have so much free stuff out there that I feel that it's good to, to still have some things where people could get it at low or no cost and yeah. I do have some products or services that sure. you know, is paid and and I don't feel bad about that because I absolutely do have that that uh, catalog if you will of free stuff that is valuable it's yeah. uh, poignant and it's also you know not not just cheapo stuff <laughs> yeah I mean, I mean that that's exactly I'm exactly the same way I'm exactly the same way because you, you with with especially with the amount of free stuff that we I know within our little like circle of folks that we know yep. that we constantly I could I would hate to know if you try to put a price on the material that we just give away and I'm again I'm perfectly I, I enjoy it it's I, I like it more I think when I give it away yeah, yeah. <laughs> more fun. <laughs> I think it maybe because there's not as much pressure. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> but, <laughs> but exactly the the point the point is is that, that you know, um, all of that comes full circle. I'm a firm believer in that. You know, if 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 you give it away, right? If you give it away, people eventually pay you for it. Yeah. You know, if if you if you're in service, people if you're in service to others, people see that they feel that they can tell the difference. You know, and they're going to, you know, what I'm definitely doing business with Sheldon because I can just tell. You know, he's just in service to others. He does so much free stuff for the community. He does, you know. So when it's time, when it's time to jump into to to pay, that's the person I'm thinking of. You know. Hey, um, I, I know you got a hard break coming up soon, but um, are you are you committed to the Hop Nerd moniker or moniker? Are you gonna? You're, you're, uh, I also hear you every now and then say uh, safety evangelist or no? What's what's the 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 well evangelist? I, I, the betterment the betterment evangelist. Better, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard both, so uh, I'm, I'm thinking: uh, Are you? Uh, are you prepping us for a transition or, or no I, you know it's it's just um when it comes down to really thinking about what what I'm what I'm doing you know it is that mm-hmm. everything kind of comes back to to betterment everything comes back to that point right but still you know for me um, I, 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 I the hop nerd was a title that was given to me by others yeah. and so I I, I I plan on keeping that you know I don't I don't have any it's I think it's become known that it's that I'm not just a hop nerd yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know but at at, at, at the root at, at the root of everything that I do um, like the hop principles just as an example you know those are tried and true through and through beliefs for me right so I, I try my best to apply those to any other bit so I, I think it's still I think it's still a truthful statement, a still fair statement. Uh-huh. Stick with the hop side and the hop nerd because um, the nerd thing I really appreciated, and that's why I stuck with it because I never wanted to be known as any form of hop or safety guru or any uh-huh. kind of hop or safety god. You know, we there's there's those folks out there in the industry, and they're very very well known. You know, yeah, yeah, um, and the upper echelons. Right, they're, and, they're up yeah. There. yeah, yeah. People can't hear, people can't hear me rolling my eyes. 
through, through, through the microphone. <laughs> yeah, I, I, well, I, I was hoping to get one of these like stupid, you know, really great scoops, you know, like uh, like what you yeah. in the news business, you know, like yeah, yeah. I got them. <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I really, you know, I really do promote this idea of just doing things better, um, and that's really how I how I found this kind of this this evangelist of betterment just because I, I like that because when when i um when i first uh kind of got into hop and um especially when several several years back you know when i was when i was helping lead a couple companies through that transition day job employers you know moved becoming more hop based organizations i kind of that was i kind of got got called you know the evangelist because i was going around we called them our underground or guerrilla training sessions because none of it was approved we just went out and started teaching people hop. Right. And then it was kind of, and I know this probably goes against every kind of formal change man management thought, but yeah. we're like, if we go out and we get enough people on board, we'll start a revolution. Yeah. And that's kind of what happened. It got to the point to where it's finally, it's like, the, I won't name any organizations, but the executives were like, what's going on? Something's changing and we need to know who's changing it. <laughs> It's amazing how quickly tomorrow. <laughs> it's amazing how quickly you get an audience with 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 executives when you go around being the safety hippie, telling people that blame doesn't fix anything. <laughs> right. And then you're forced to do that MOC or change analysis, and then right, right, you right back in that. <laughs> but you know, that's where that kind of that kind of evangelist term came from. Is I was because I, I was going around and I was evangelizing mm -hmm. at the time throughout these organizations. Um, and uh, that, that's a lot of what I still continue to do, you know, in whether with um, no, uh, no secret that I maintain a day job. That's my biggest, that's my day job too. I'm literally a hop evangelist in my organization. Yeah. Um, and then I do that in my second PM job too, which is all, <laughs> all this stuff that's going on. Mm -hmm. But so I, I really liked that idea of, of, of the evangelist piece. And then when it really got down to that kind of notion of just making work suck less, Yes. Right, just in general, making work not suck as bad. It's just making things better because we get so tied up on, in this notion of, well, I'm a safety two person. I'm a traditional say, and and that's a hot person, and that's a safety differently person, and that's a, that's an HRO person. And okay, like I get it, they're all a little different, uh -huh. and I get it, they're all a little different. Um, the only thing that a lot of those have in common is that they throw rocks at the BBS people, which isn't fair either. You know, and so we're all we all kind of come from this little bit of a different school of thought, but what we all align on is this idea of doing safety better. Yeah, and and that's where I kind of landed on this kind of this this evangelist betterment or betterment evangelist, and even safety better. Like when I start talking about, I've had this conversation with a bunch of people where I'm just like, yeah, it's hop, you know, but I don't even really call it hop that much anymore. I just call it you know doing safety better because we get so hung up on these these naming conventions that we're just yeah yeah. Like, yeah. We, we 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 just we're paralyzed and we can't move forward because we're like oh that person's that person's a BBS we don't talk to them <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah so it's a, that's a long that's a long story to explain away some of those names I guess but when I when I really thought about what what I what I want on my on my um. I guess you know that there's the, that title, or if you want to put a title on your resume or on your business cards. When I thought about really what what I do, I'm a hop nerd. I, I spend a majority of my day studying human and organizational performance, or organizational performance and culture, in some form or fashion or the other. And the other portion of my day, the other fifty percent of that, I spend evangelizing hop and betterment and trying to do safety better. So <laughs> that, that's that, that, there you go. You just yeah. boil those down, and then you end up with a hop nerd and a betterment evangelist. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, what does twenty twenty one look for Sam Goodman busy right now <laughs> busy busy's good I, you know if, if I had to peer into my crystal ball of 2021 um, unfortunately I don't see much of the problems that we face in this crazy world changing very much into 2021 I think a lot of what uh, a lot of what we are dealing with right now with uh, this talks about going back into lockdowns and back into different things and you know, I think that that's going to continue for quite a bit. Um, I know a lot of employers that I speak with, um, a lot of organizations I speak with, a lot of them are talking about not going back to in-person work until the end of next year now. Wow. So it's it's pretty pretty interesting. It's pretty intense. At least I can speak to the folks I speak to here in Arizona quite a bit, especially. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, what I see is, is you know, um, more books. So I kind of shared that. There's there's going to be more books. I will tell you that at a bare minimum right now that you're going to see um, two books that will probably have my name on them somewhere. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. That's my scoop. Um, there's your scoop. There's your scoop. And if, if you want to find out more about that, here's my my, my hype marketing, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you want to find out more about that, it'll be a, towards the end of the year. I'll probably, I'll, I'll either drop some of the names of what we're doing, either as Christmas presents or as New Year's gifts. Yeah. I haven't decided where that needs to come out yet. And there'll be some pre-order stuff coming out at the first of the year too. All right. Uh, so there, there's more there's more stuff coming in the way of books. And, and I'll say safety books. I would say that they're safety related books. Um Beyond that, more podcasts, obviously. Going to continue with the podcasts. Yeah. Um, all that stuff happening as far as anything new with that, I don't know. I think we're just going to continue to keep, keep having these valuable conversations and probably do some more minis. I've been doing a Safety Sucks mini-series mm-hmm. lately, so I think we're going to do some more mini-series focusing on some different stuff. Um, you know, I want to I want to have some conversations around some more of the hop basics. Um, and I want to have um, just to provide that to folks that maybe haven't haven't taken that dive from the basics, um, and also get into some of what we're just talking about more in a, in a more pointed fashion. Maybe not pointed, but a, a more focused fashion. That's probably the right way to say that. In a more focused fashion around how we bring together the different schools of thoughts, you know, around safety in general, right? To move safety in a better direction rather than all this kind of infighting that continues to happen. Right, so I, I, I don't know what that miniseries looks like or even what it's called. Those are the things that are scribbled on the board right now for the podcast, at least. <laughs> yeah, it's something like, um, like drop your sets. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. And so, and to be on that, you know, um, we're looking at doing some stuff and uh, it's, it's scary. I know people get super scared when I say this. Um, but as barring that the state of Arizona remains open at any point in 2021, we're looking at doing some um, in-person stuff here locally. We're looking at doing some in-person stuff, maybe around and about here or there. We'll see. We'll see what 2021 brings. But uh, like most, a lot of virtual stuff obviously happening. You know, we're, we're planning a lot of virtual stuff and and free events and all kinds of other events and virtual stuff with other organizations and just you know, just like you filling up, trying to fill up the calendar for next year and try to make it work try to put try to pencil in some sleep somewhere that's that's a big goal for 2021 and goal get sleep thank oh, you absolutely. so much this episode has been powered by safety fm